So as you might guess, my story tonight actually doesn't come from Alaska because I've only been here for less than a month. Um, but actually before I was here, I was in Florida and I was getting my PhD and as I was doing that, I was studying elephants in Southern Africa. So my story tonight actually comes from one of my trips over to Africa uh, there to do research. So we were out in the middle of the Okavango Delta. Now the Okavango Delta um, is a feature that's formed when rain that falls in Angola runs out and dries up in the Kalahari Desert. And in between, you get this huge inland delta. It's the largest inland delta in the world. It's a world heritage site. It's full of wildlife, of uh, various plant life. It's important for a number of local cultures. So it's this incredible place. And Maremi Game Reserve lies right across the border, kind of straddles the border of the Delta. And so we were out there camping. And when I say camping, we were out in tents. We were showering with water pumped out of the Delta. We cooked everything we had over little stoves. And we were about three hours away from the nearest town. That was absolutely an incredible place to be camping. Uh, we had a number of wildlife encounters while we were there. In fact, we'd have elephants that came into camp pretty much every night. So as we were cooking our dinner, the elephants would be munching on the trees, enjoying their dinner, sometimes 20 or 30 feet away, which got interesting at times. But for the most part, they gave us space and we gave them space and that worked out okay. Now, the hyenas weren't quite as accommodating. Um, kind of like bears here in Alaska, when the hyenas had been fed, they lost their fear of humans. And so when they smelled the meat we were cooking, they would come into our camp. And we had to chase them away when we finished up our dinner before we were ready to put the food away and go to bed. But my story tonight actually doesn't take place in the camp. It takes place coming back to the camp. So like I said, we were about three hours away from the nearest town, and so every half week or so, we had to head back into town to get more fuel, to get more food, um, and just kind of resupply, be ready to carry on with the research. So one day we were driving back out, we were out most of the way back to our camp, and we heard this terrible screeching sound coming from under the hood, and there's a smell of burning rubber. So we pulled over, stopped the car, popped the hood, and I wasn't really the best mechanic at this time. In fact, I'm still not the best mechanic, but there was nothing on fire, and I figured that was a good thing. And other than that, I had no idea what was going on. And so I looked at it for a while, and then we sat there on the side of the road for about an hour, waiting in the middle of this park, just on a dirt road. And eventually, some people came along, thankfully. There was a pair of tourists from New Zealand, and then some game guides were on their way back out to the camp uh, where they ran safaris. And so the game guides came, and they popped our hood, and they looked and said, oh, yes, yes, I think it's the alternator. And I was like, mm-hmm, okay, sure. But I was like, yes, yes, the alternator. And so then they left. And then it's just us and the New Zealanders. So, you know, thankfully, even though they were headed the opposite way, they were like, you know what? We'll tow you back to the gate. So we hook up our tow rope to the car, and we start slowly inching our way back down to the gate. So it took us probably another good hour to get back there. It took a little bit longer because partway through, we came across a herd of elephants. And so we're tied to the car ahead of us, and there's elephants all around us trumpeting and, and everything. And, you know, I'm sitting there, the responsible party who's driving, and saying, I don't really know what to do. I don't even have the engine on. You know, if the elephants come, there's really nothing I can do and nothing they can do because we're tied to them. But thankfully, the elephants held off, and so we eventually made it back to the gate. So now we're sitting at the gate, still two hours away from the nearest town, and our car's not working. And it was getting later in the day. We tried calling my advisor, but his phone was, of course, off. He was off in another part of the country. And so we just waited. And we were probably there for a good 
hour or two more. And people were coming into the park, but no one was leaving. Finally, one person pulled up. He was on his way back to the town we were hoping to get to. We went and we described our problem. That turns out he was a businessman. He owned a local safari company. Uh, he was a busy man. His trucks had been breaking down the night before, so he hadn't gone to bed till 4 a.m., only gotten two hours of sleep. But he stopped what he was doing. He's like, I'm going to help you out. Got out his tools, opens up the engine, pulls out our alternator for us. So now I know what it looks like, which is good, but, you know, we still have to get into town. He's like, you know, you can come with me. I let my teammate ride up front, so I'm sitting up on top of his car, kind of bouncing around with all the gear as we head back into town. So two hours later, and many, many degrees colder, we pull into town, and we're there for the night. Well, the next morning we're up, and we have a broken alternator, and we still don't really know what to do. But this guy had called a friend of his who specialized in electrical work, and he said, you know what, you can come on over. He's really busy. And yet he dropped everything he was doing to help us out and to fix our alternator for us. So it took about an hour, but we had a working alternator. Well, now we had a working alternator, but our car was two hours away at the gate of the camp. Now this guy, again, was like, you know, I'm going to help you out. He couldn't do it. He had to take off, but he had a supply truck that was headed back. So, okay, it'll be here between 10 and 11. So we were ready. We were sitting by the side of the road. And 10 came, and 11 came, and 12 came, and 1 came. And finally, at 2 p.m., this massive truck rolled up, and it was huge. We had to climb up over the roof, up onto the hood, and we were probably 15 feet off the ground, but went bouncing along back up and made it back up to our car. So now it's up to me to get the alternator back into the car, and I've watched this guy take it out once. I said, here we go, let's do this. So I get into the engine, which seems a whole lot smaller when you're actually trying to stick your head and arms inside of it. But I'm working at it, and it's just not going in. And to make matters worse, the guards at the gate come walk in and say, oh, uh, we're going back to camp early today. We heard there were lions in the area. Now, let me tell you, this is a real threat. So as you've heard, here in Alaska, you have bears. In Africa, they have lions, which are kind of like bears, but they hunt in groups. So just the day before, we'd seen a pride of lions take on a herd of buffalo. And let me tell you, I don't put up as much resistance as a buffalo. If Gene had been there, I'd probably been okay. But it was just me. So I was a little bit worried, right? So I have my head down on the engine, worrying about it. My teammates looking out for the lions. Eventually, the part went in. We made it back to camp. It worked out okay. You know, I learned a lot from the animals that summer, and yet it was this story and really the people involved that impacted me. It was something that just stood by me, that there were several people who went out of their way, sometimes hours out of their way, to help us out. And it's something that has stood by me so that now, even though... You know, when we're out there, we're busy. We don't have a lot of time. It costs a lot to be out there. We make a point to go out of our way to try to help people out, giving them rides, doing those kinds of things. So it stood by me, and it's something I hope to carry on now that I'm here in Alaska. So thank you.